0: Light of the morning, I can see lying over me in the first of the morning, This is America on par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking in here. The New Republic published an article by a man named Bill McKibben. He's a climate crusader believes in catastrophic man-made global warming. He started a website called 350.org, campaigned successfully to stop the XL pipeline, and was a delegate for Bernie Sanders at the Democrat Party convention last month. Here's the title for his article. Quote, we need to literally declare war on climate change. Close quote. Literally. Literally not figuratively, not like the war on poverty or the war on drugs, but something more like World War II is what he has in mind. I'm not exaggerating. He makes direct comparisons to World War II as the glowing example for how we need to reshape American life, government, and the world at large. Here's a quote from the article, quote, Carbon and methane now represent the deadliest enemy of all time, the first force fully capable of harrying, scattering, and impoverishing our entire civilization, Close quote. He is asking Congress to literally declare war against inanimate molecules and then use their wartime powers to create a totalitarian state mobilization Against the building blocks of life itself. And no, he's not kidding. He's serious. And he's well connected enough that his arguments might convince a Hillary Clinton administration to try and do just that. Now, just to keep things in perspective, since McKibben literally wants us to declare war, we should accurately analyze the costs of war. In World War II, So many people died that we don't have an accurate count. We simply don't know. It might have been 60 million people. It might have been 80 million people. But hey, what's 20 million unrecognizable corpses among friends, right? This is what Bill McKibben says he wants to recreate in the name of climate change. Just to keep things in perspective, let's put those estimates into today's numbers. Somewhere around 3 to 4% of the total human population of Earth died in World War II. So in today's numbers, that would be somewhere between 215 million people and 285 million people. That's equivalent to killing every American outside of the state of California. That is literally what Bill McKibben says. He wants to do to fight climate change, murder the entire population of 49 states. So what is going on in our climate that is worth spending 285 million lives to combat? What's so devastating that it's worth the carnage? Well, among the perils of climate change, McKibben notes that the Arctic sea ice is melting at a very fast rate. What he doesn't mention is that it's summer and the Arctic sea ice is supposed to melt in summer and that this season isn't really any different from what we've seen in the Arctic for the past decade. He also doesn't mention that the Antarctic is near record levels of ice. He notes that the Zika virus is spreading. Here's his exact statement. Quote, the Zika virus loaded like a bomb into a growing army of mosquitoes has shrunk the heads of newborn babies across an entire continent. What he fails to mention is that there's no connection between Zika and climate change. None. He warned about the massive wildfire in Canada that destroyed 2,400 buildings and forced the temporary evacuation of 90,000 people. So, What was the total human cost of the Arctic sea ice melt, the Zika virus, and the Canadian wildfire? How many people died as a result of these three catastrophes? 11. Not 11 million, or 11,000, or even 1,100. 11. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11. Total. Total. Nine are from the Zika virus. Two were killed in a car wreck during the evacuation for the fire. McKibben wants to recreate World War II to avenge the deaths of 11 people? Just how would we fight World War III? With government, of course. What McKibben really admires about World War II Isn't that American teenagers shed their blood across four continents to defeat totalitarianism and bring freedom and liberty to millions of human beings they never met? No, that's not what he admires. What he admires is how government-controlled private industry through executive fiat and deficit spending to create the factories that churned out the weapons of war. Quote, By war's end, the government had a dominant position in everything from aircraft manufacturing to synthetic rubber production. He later complains that today we are living in the economic world that quote flourished under Reagan, as if that was a bad thing. Except that we aren't. (laughs) The economy under Reagan grew at a rate of 7% per year. The economy under Obama has been at less than 2% growth per year. McKibben admires the government monopolies, which are hallmarks of the modern economic powerhouses of, say, Cuba and Venezuela, and denigrates the economy of Reaganomics, which brought unparalleled prosperity to the world. So what are the weapons of this climate-sharknado apocalypse McKibben wants our government to build? Lithium batteries, solar panels, and wind turbines. He not only wants us to have the government force businesses to build 300 solar panel factories in the U.S., he wants another 300 wind turbine factories as well. He also wants government to force every homeowner to install solar panels on the roof of their homes. Of course, he doesn't mention the fact that if your house catches fire and you have solar panels on your roof, your local fire brigade will let that mother burn all the way to the ground. You see, even if they cut the power to your home, the solar panels keep working, and they are likely to be electrocuted if they were to try and fight your fire. Many firefighters don't believe your green energy plan is worth their lives. McKibben must think that's very unpatriotic of our first responders. Several times in his call to arms, McKibben complains that there hasn't yet been a Pearl Harbor moment to get the public motivated to declare war. I have to assume McKibben isn't speaking metaphorically here since his title says, we literally have to declare war. 2,400 Three Americans died during the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. 2,403. Why would anyone want to see thousands of fellow human beings die just so that their political and social desires could be fulfilled? Turns out McKibben's not the only person to use this World War II analogy literally. Literally the Democrat Party thinks it's a good idea as well. So much so, they put it in their official party platform. Quote, we are committed to a national mobilization and to leading a global effort to mobilize nations to address this threat on a scale not seen since World War II. Close quote. Now that language shouldn't come as much surprise since McKibben himself helped craft the party's climate change policy agenda. What may surprise you is that this war has already been going on, not against greenhouse gases, but against the truth. Sun Tzu, in his book, The Art of War, said, quote, all warfare is based upon deception, Close quote. Deception in the name of climate has already been going on. Let me give you just the latest example. Just this week, an astrophysicist named Valentina Zarkova published the results of her study on the solar dynamo. She was studying the sun and and trying to understand the changes in the magnetic field put out by our nearest star. We know the sun goes through different cycles where it sometimes puts out more energy and sometimes less, and that these cycles are roughly 11 years long. What she was trying to understand is why team discovered that the magnetic changes we see on the surface and can contract through sunspots are caused by two different electromagnetic dynamos inside the sun at two different depths. So one is a little closer to the surface, another is a little closer to the center. As these waves interact with each other, they can increase or decrease the total energy output of the sun itself. Okay, so what? Well, like most good scientific research, this understanding leads to a series of predictions that can be tested to see if the idea is correct or not. In this case, the prediction is that those two dynamos will not interact with each other very much for the next 30 to 40 years. What Zarkova is predicting is that the sun will be in its less active phase for the next three solar cycles. Now, the cycle we are currently seeing is the weakest in 100 years, but if we follow that with three more weak cycles, that will be something we haven't seen since the 1700s in a period known as the Maunder Minimum. What does that have to do with the climate wars? Well, the Maunder Minimum was the coldest time on Earth in the past 300 years. Rivers in Europe froze. They held fairs on the Thames in London in the winters. Zarkova is essentially saying that if the sun is the main driver of climate on Earth, then instead of runaway global warming, we will see massive global cooling. Well, that didn't sit well with the climate crusaders. The Royal Astronomic Society, which was publishing Zarkova's research, was approached by some of these climate fanatics, and they demanded the society withdraw the article. They were literally trying to silence science. That's the behavior of a spy during wartime, not of a scientist in pursuit of truth. Listen to Professor Zarkova describe her efforts to work with these climateers. So how it is transformed into the climate, we do not produce. We can only assume it should be. So we're happy to work with you and add to your data our results. So don't take the sunspots which you get. We can give you our curve, work with our curve. So they didn't want to. They didn't want to because in their minds, admitting that the sun has a bigger impact on climate than carbon dioxide is equivalent to colluding with the enemy. Not, Not about science, not about seeking out truth the way it should be. It's about us versus them in a battle to the death. In the book Don Quixote, The title character is a bit delusional. At one point, he believes he's fighting a dragon. As it turns out, all he was doing in reality was attempting to stab a windmill. Bill McKibben thinks he's fighting dragons with windmills. In the end, he's just as delusional as Don Quixote. All warfare is deception even if the only person you're deceiving is you. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, AmericaOnPar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning, I can see old glory